Hello, everybody. Welcome to Afterlife. I am Jay Wade. Holy shit, fuck Batman if we got one today. That's right. We're on episode number 29, and uh, it's a pretty special one this time. And uh, to get us started off here, I will introduce my fellow host, starting with the lovely Mike. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, bro, what is up? I am here. I'm ready to talk about Collider Live, goddammit. Oh, yeah. And on a brighter note for you, uh, being a cheesehead and all, your Packers won. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Uh, 100th season, 10-3, Packers, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Um, Kaylin, I think, likes football, too, but uh, Kaylin is here again. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good, and I tolerate football. Um, <laughs> I would not say I, I like it. I have to put up with it by association, but it's fine. Oh, you're a good wife, then. <laughs> yes, who that? <laughs> and uh, we got a special guest this week. Uh, you guys have seen him on Collider Live or heard him on there if all you do is listen. And if all you do is listen, you are missing out because it's really fun to see what goes on in there, too. But uh, we got Winston Marshall on the show tonight. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, recovering from a cold, but, you know, uh, ain't nothing going to stop me from being a jackass. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get a cold in Los Angeles? During the summer, that's the part that everybody's very confused about, which I have to tell you, a cold during the summer is the worst fucking thing in the world because it's hot as hell, and you want to just be under AC or under a fan, but every time you do, you instantly feel like shit, even more so than you already do. So (laughs) the only way that I know is that since kids went back to school, I have a guess that I caught something from a coworker because their kid is now around other kids or whatever, and I've okay. been fighting something off for like a week, but it hasn't been like nothing serious. Like my nose would just run for a second and I'd wipe it and that'd be the end of it. But I went over a friend's house with a cat and I'm allergic to cats because oh. they're the fucking devil. And oh. so the next thing you know, oh. it turned into a full blown like sickness, but ain't nobody got time to lay around. So right. deal with it. Did you, were you at least not sick for Labor Day? Like, did you, were you able to have a good Labor Day at least? That was the day that did it. So I was over at that friend's house with the cat uh, for a barbecue for like five or six hours. And like, I have, I have a cat allergy and I know, and I didn't bring any corrective. So I started to feel my throat getting scratchy like cats are prone to do after an exposed period to them. And then after that, the next morning I was like, oh, oh, this is what's happening. Okay, great. (laughs) Man, next time just barbecue the fucking cat. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that shit would probably taste disgusting, but uh, I will take that into consideration. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you could probably make anything taste good. And and this could be a perfect segue into my obsession about, should I do it, guys? Should I ask Winston oh, the order Lord. that, okay, oh. I'm just going to do it. Okay, Winston, We're say sorry. you're... Hey, man, I've put a lot of thought into this since I was a teenager, dude. Um, And Mike helped me evolve my thought process on this last week. But say you're in in a live or a Donner party situation, and it gets to the point where you know you're going to have to start eating people in order to live. Now, um, obviously, people, if they die on their own, that's, you know, obviously you're going to start with them. But if you're, say you're at the point where, like you don't have anyone that's looking like they're going to die anytime soon. What order are you going to go in to start to start eat in the process of eating people like men, women, children, elderly fatties like me and Mike, uh, you know, how would you, how would you go about that? I mean, 
excuse me, Kalen, but I, I do love me some titties. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I might have to go that route. But uh, I, I honestly, like, I don't know if I would have it in me. Uh, I really? would probably sacrifice myself. I'd be like, fuck it. I'll go out. Y'all live. Plus, humans apparently, according, like, uh, I don't know if y'all follow the film theorists at all on um, on YouTube, but one of the things, they, they, they go into a lot of science and stuff, and the nutrients that you actually get from other humans is so fucking low. It's You would have to eat an absurd amount in order to actually get anything out of it. So, really? Uh, yeah. So, if, if I, if I, re- if that was the, what we really came down to, if we couldn't figure out how to, like, grow something, which I can't believe I just voluntarily said I'd become a vegan, then uh, I would just kill myself and let everybody else eat me. That's fine. Well, I appreciate your sacrifice for the group, man. Yeah, man. No worries. Yeah. I mean, uh, before we move on, I'll give you my rundown real quick. I would, um, I would, uh, Mike convinced me that the elderly would need to go first. And in the process of them going first, we can help fatten up the children because they're going in round two. And my logic for that, everyone thinks I'm kind of like, like, what? But no, dude, the logic is if you're in that position and you know that you've got to start eating people, that means it's bad and it's going to get bad. And I wouldn't want to subject the children to that kind of psychological shit. You know what I mean? Here's, here's a question. So where, where are we trapped at this point? Maybe that's the part that I missed. Why did we end up in this situation? I, I don't know. Like just uh any kind of we're stranded like a donner party we were traveling or we're out hiking with a large group or we're on an airplane you know one of those type of situations okay because then my question is is how many ladies are present because then this might become one of those weird horror movie societies where we are just it's unfortunate the ladies have to do this we just have to keep giving birth to babies and just keep eating the babies like (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) That's the much darker twist. My mind just opened, and I'm going to start putting some more thought into this. Cause, uh, actually, you just, yeah. well, I, didn't, I wasn't supposed to tell you that, but that's actually season four of Handmaiden's Tale. It, oh, really? Um, <laughs> the women are, far, are we're literally using them to farm babies to eat them. That's all that is. Oh, I've been starred on episode two, season one of that for about... Uh, a year, but yeah. now I'm gonna keep watching just because I want to see that. No, I, I, it, that's the one show that everybody loves that I honestly just couldn't get into, and it's, I, a lot of it is. I mean, for anybody that has seen me on Collider Live or any of the other stuff, like I'm very free and open to talk about like politics and like civil rights stuff and everything else. Right. I guess part of the reason why I never got on board with it is because essentially that's quote-unquote dystopian future that the show paints out is what a lot of like slaves actually dealt with like back in the day as far as like being used as wet nurses and that kind of abuse and like having no rights but like you're you are at the beck and call of like the mother and the and the master and all that stuff so like i while i get it i'm like that's this isn't so dystopian this like we can't ever let this happen it already happened so there's a small part of my brain that was like Eh, I don't know. You guys are kind of erasing. You're not acknowledging the history of shit that had already happened before. Like, I guess if maybe that was part of the conversation in the show, maybe I'd get more into it. But otherwise, I'm like, eh, I've seen it before in like history. Yeah, so. yeah I get it. Um, I, I mean, I can see the comparison there. And um, my reasons, I just don't know. I just, it never struck a chord with me. There's something about it. I just never really got interested in it. But 
Yeah. I love old girl in the West Wing, though. Um, <laughs> you, you, um, you but uh, hate yourself a little bit to watch this that show. Like it's it's a it's rough disturbing. Watch. It well, is a rough uh, watch. Handmaiden or West yes. Wing? Yes. Oh, or a Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I love how that how you're just like what West Wing and it's just it's it was so sincere and I love that. <laughs> I meant I Westworld because that's what you said, right? I, oh, did I? I meant Westworld. Oh, yeah. oh, you did say West Wing. My bad. I, I, I thought you said... That, see, now I'm confused. <laughs> uh, let's get out of the confusion. Um, what What is the lead girl um, from Handmaid's Tale? Um, um, Elizabeth Moss? Yes, Elizabeth Moss. She was uh, the president's youngest daughter in the West Wing. You are right. Oh, yep. I, I watched... think of her from... Uh, Mad Men. Yeah, she was excellent in that too, and uh, she was great in Get Him to the Greek. She wasn't in it a lot, but her bits in that were really good too. But uh, yeah, she's good. Um, but uh, back to Collider Live. That's why we're well back to it. I took us right off track, right off the top. But um, they were off for Labor Day, and uh, Tuesday they got back. They had that big NYC. Uh, trip there. Um, I don't no spoilers for the Schmodown uh, matches. They just dropped them today. I don't know if you guys have seen them, uh, but no spoilers yet. But um, are you guys? Are you guys? If you haven't watched it, are you looking forward to them? And and uh, what do you think of uh, Christian's trip out there? I mean, he had he had the video of the the Cubs and Yankees game, or was it Mets? Was it Cubs and Mets? Oh. I don't remember. I, don't I thought it was the Yankees. I think it was the Mets. But it, the video of the guy not giving the kid the baseball and 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 um, I don't know. Are you guys baseball fans at all? Have you ever been to games and? Uh, no, baseball is the most boring sport. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I no, I have not been to a game. I've. I mean, I've been to like a local little minor league game, but not like a. Well, these days, that's more exciting than Major League Baseball, that's for sure. But what about are you? Uh, you a baseball fan, Winston? I may, I may have brought this up, and I'm the only one who gives a damn about baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's not really my thing. Like I've always been more of a basketball and football guy. I mean, I played a little bit. Like you know, you play little league and stuff, and um, <clears throat> like uh, you know, I've played rec, like softball and stuff. And you know, I follow the Rangers when they're good, and I've occasionally followed the Dodgers when they're good. But other than that, I'm chilling. Uh, I am taking my roommate for his birthday as a surprise to the the what is it? I think it's Seattle versus the Dodgers. Is that hold on? I have a ticket here. Let's see. It is no, it's the Colorado Rockies versus the Dodgers. So he doesn't know that yet, but he's a huge Dodger fan who got his heart broken two years in a row and was very oh yeah. So he's I'm excited to spring that on him because uh, we're actually we've lived together for almost 10 years now and we're going our separate ways i'm finally getting my own place so yeah all right bittersweet man Uh, for sure yeah yeah i uh there's nothing greater than living uh, well i don't know if you'll be living alone but there's nothing greater than not living with other friends in my experience personally i've never had good times living with friends but no, it's been it's been a it's been a great relationship uh, as far as good, like we've always been, like we've had our arguments here and there but it's been good 
Uh, but yeah, I'm moving in by myself because I'm not too far off from proposing to my girlfriend. And if I'm oh, gonna, wow. And if I'm going to get to that point, like you don't get engaged and go, I bet I'll see you later. I'm going to live by myself. Like you, you like, <laughs> you like the point after that is that the two of us would obviously move in together. So, you know, we've talked about it enough that I'm like, this is something I have to do for me now before, uh, before it's too late. So that's the aim. Yeah. That's better than doing the Chandler and Monica thing where they like kicked Rachel out of the apartment on Friends. Right, right. They're just like, well, we're going to live together now, so you're homeless. <laughs> no, exactly. No. The funny thing is, is my, my roommate has actually been good in the sense that he has been the one that like has actually been ready to live by himself for a while. Like he's had a very steady, uh, he's also an actor, but he's had a very steady bartending job. And so, uh, he has had the money to do so, but he didn't abandon me because he knew that I couldn't afford it myself because LA is monstrously expensive. Uh, but I'm finally kind of getting myself in that position where I can. And so that, you know, we're, we're both kind of getting that opportunity to do that now. Awesome. How long have you lived out in LA? Uh, I went to college out here back in 06. Uh, and then I stayed after I graduated. So if you want to include all of college, I mean, shit, 13 years. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, th- as far as like living with him and like living in like the real world since 2010. So the, a solid nine years. Oh, in LA, very nice. That's a lot of rent. Nice. <laughs> that's a lot. Oh, of rent. The sad thing is I've done the math. If I had moved back to Dallas and put all that money that I've put into rent in the last nine years, I would I would own a house by now. Like a, oh, very, nice, a very nice house. Holy. <laughs> like, oh. That's crazy. I never, I don't know. It's just, I, I understand why the cost of living is so much out there because most of the people, maybe not most, but it's got the Hollywood scene and they got money to spend. So they're charged, you know, but it just, it seems unfair to the little people though. (laughs) It's, it's, and that's the, that's the shitty part. And and the, the funny thing about the industry is it very much is a war of attrition. It's how long can you like survive Cause like your talent is obviously important, but like I've had multiple friends that I graduated with or that I've met in the industry that like don't do it anymore because they're like, you know what? I found the person in my life and we wanted to start a family away from the city or I couldn't take being poor anymore or whatever. Um, and the funny thing is, this is actually a funny story. The, the end of la or, Oh God, it must've been May of last year. Um, you know, I, I used to be Christian, but, uh, you know, now I'm just agnostic, but I, I hadn't prayed in like a long time. And I had gone out for a commercial audition and I was on a veil. But for those that don't know, that means that it's like between you and one other person and they're deciding who the, the client decides who they want to go with. And so, you know, I prayed and I was like, yo, I think I'm at my wit's end here. So like, if I'm not supposed to do this, like, if this is not my aim, like, just show me a sign. Like that's, if that's the case, then that's fine. I accept it. I'll move on. And literally as I woke up the next morning, I got a phone call from my agent being like, I booked the commercial. And then I went on a run the rest of that year of what I did three commercials, a Nickelodeon movie and that Disney channel show sitting to the max. I've just been kind of on a trajectory since then. So it's funny how some stuff works out, man. That's oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. something else that in something else that this this listening audience is very familiar with that you're a part of is is the Schmodown. Um, yeah. 
you know, which is a great little segue back in there because I blew it by bringing up baseball, which no one else cares about. Um, so thank you for that round, that bringing us back around. I got but, you, um, I, I was sensing that's where you wanted to go to. So, I, you know, just, just, just <laughs> setting you up, setting you up, knock it down. <laughs> Boom, I look good. Thank you. Um, but uh, when, when did you get involved with, like, when did you meet Christian in, in, the, in the crew there and Schmodown and all that? How did you get involved with everybody? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I want to say that my year anniversary was back this spring because I know Janine. Uh, I didn't realize that Janine's first day was the same day that me and Eric first did our showdown. Like we both were newcomers on the same day or the three of us were newcomers on the same day. Um, but a couple of weeks, maybe like a month and some change before that match, uh, a friend of mine uh, named Cheyenne was like, oh, I'm going to go watch this taping of this thing called the Schmodown, uh, if you want to come with. And I just happened to have time off. And I was like, all right, sure, I'll go. And I watched the match, and I was like, this shit is crazy. I don't know what is going on, but this is <laughs> hilarious. And I actually did – that's the funny thing. I actually did really well in the audience because uh, people were just had their notepads out, and they were writing their own individual answers just to see how they were doing. And I was like, oh, I actually didn't do too bad. Like, I think the first match that I watched – uh, was Cody versus Lon Harris, the professor. And I want to say that my final score on that particular match was like 22. And like, nice. I was just like, huh, maybe I should like talk to whoever's about it. Like, this seems like fun. Like, it'd be a fun thing to do. And I just happened to meet Mark Ellis and Christian there. And, you know, they just saw me jib jabbing with Cheyenne. And I met Jay because, uh, you know, black people have an affinity to just find each other and talk shit. So that 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 certainly started, and then from there, Christian was just like, "Yeah, you know, if you if you're interested in doing it, let me know." Uh, we connected from there, and I told him I wanted to do inner geekdom. He thought I said I wanted to do teams, and so he set me up for that team match. And I called Eric because he was the person I knew that knew more about movies than anybody in my life, and you know, the rest is history. Oh my goodness. So you have you gotten to play in Inner Geekdom yet, or yes? And that match was embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> it was, I, honestly, it's because it was taped the same day as the Black History Month showdown, and oh. I didn't have enough time to study for both. I could do one or the other, right. and I literally put all of my energy into into watching and running facts on as many, uh, you know black like Hollywood films as possible because I talked a lot of shit to Jay and made a big fuss <laughs> about it for like almost the whole year that I was doing the showdown. And so when it came down to it, I just had a huge fizz. I had to go because there there were gaps in inner geekdom I knew I was gonna have to study. I knew I was gonna I've uh I've seen oh god only half of Fellowship and and then all of Return of the King and then I've uh, I've seen a few older Star Trek movies, but I hadn't seen any of the ones in this current run. So I knew I was going to have to watch all that and do some do some studying. And I got hit with a grip of Star Trek and Lord of the Rings questions that I didn't have time to prep for. And oh man, I embarrassed uh, myself. So you know, it happens. In that respect, inner geekdom scares me more than like, or like you know, hypothetically scares me more than just the general stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because like you know what i mean in one respect you could study for it but if you don't you know they get so deep with the questions at this point because it's so limited right Mm -hmm. and so you know that you have to know every one of those movies backwards and forwards and that ain't happening 
So well, I, I understand um, that, but I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I was upset I didn't get to do the MCU exhibition match because, like, I've seen those movies upside down every which way. Like, I mean, it, I'm watching them on repeat, but then, you know, for both Infinity War and Endgame, I did a full 21 or 20 and 21 movie marathon. Uh, wait, I guess it would be 19 and then 21 because Captain Marvel came out in between. Uh, uh, but, you know, or Sudden Ant-Man and the Wasp. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? The point is, like, I, I, want, yeah. I rewatched the whole of the MCU twice in, like, a year's time, essentially. Oh. Um, just uh. because I've always loved those movies, and I've seen them a bunch of times. But I finally broke down and just bought all of them and just watched all of them multiple times. So, like, I would have loved to have done that. Uh, but, yeah, then there's, again, there's stuff that scares me. Star Trek, I would, I would get obliterated. Like, you know, Lord of the Rings, I get obliterated. And, you know, so it is what it is. Have you had a chance to watch uh, New York? Not yet. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I've been, I, I, I had a really great experience this past weekend uh, before getting sick of working on uh, Lily Singh's new show, A Little Late with Lily Singh. So that was where my attention was this past weekend. Well, awesome. Sweet. That's good that it was uh, focused somewhere awesome like that. I did get to watch it. Um, we live streamed it. Uh, which at this point, the money we dole out for these live streams, we might as well just be uh, $10 Patreons or patrons or whatever. But um, it it was awesome. I enjoyed it. And I think yeah. they all enjoyed it as well. Have, it's, have Mike, have you been able to watch it yet? Yes. I watched it live through this live stream as well. Yeah. Nice. So Yeah. I just watched it today when it dropped. So, um I unfortunately, I wish I could, but I cannot afford to support on the Patreon. I would if I could, Same. but um, but yeah, it was that. it was it was a hell of a match, and it was it was uh, God, just I I wish that we could talk about it so bad, but I don't want to do that to any to any yeah. of the listeners yet. Um, but it was cool that they they announced that the founding fathers uh versus corruption Merle's challenge. Did you guys? See the very end and see Merle's challenge to them for in, a, or in Orlando. Now you know yeah. I always cut videos off before the very end. <laughs> oh, really? Ain't nobody, nobody oh told you God. to do that. Here we go. <laughs> I always miss everything. I didn't know in the the one match recently where another match happened after it that was sort of a surprise, like a few weeks mm. back. Yep, yep, I, didn't I know, what know you're that saying. happened until I noticed like <laughs> that my YouTube, you know, it'll show you your progression on a video. Yeah. And it was yeah. only like halfway and I'd watch the whole match and usually there's just like that tail end left. And then somebody said something about like when did we find out that such and such beat such and such? Like that didn't I never saw that match and somebody's like, You gotta watch this whole video to the end. I'm like, ah oh, crap. Like this came to bite me in the ass because I never watched the ends of the videos. <laughs> uh, um, d- uh, there was one specific, one more specific thing about the New York City trip I wanted to ask you about, Winston. Um, yeah. Knowing Christian and all the guys and the crew there, um, and the gals, don't want to, you know, exclude anyone. Just the, this and the crew there, everybody. Um, have you been able to see any video of Christian stand up? Because, I mean, I'm sure there's none out there and there's not going to be any out there for us, the fans, to really get a hold of. But I was just curious if you were able to see any of it. 
No, I actually haven't. Um, I know that he and because uh, you know Ellis has gone full comedian at this point. Like he still does yeah. the showdown, but he's taken a step mm-hmm. back from Collider, and that's really where he's putting his focus now. Um, so I know the two of them that that's really how they got started and like really met each other and then ultimately went to did Schmo's nose. So I know he's got some talent for sure, but I I have not seen his set actually. So I'm not I'm not I I'm very curious as to how that turns out. I actually got to see um I went to uh Jay's uh hour he did his first hour special the other day. Oh wow. Um so that was really fun. He did he did an amazing job. I I don't know if he's putting that on his own Patreon himself. Um, but it was phenomenal. He has this one joke about how whenever his roommate is having sex, he'll, uh, she hasn't, uh, she'll like play music and, uh, he knows where the, the, the Google voice thing is. So he'll go right next to the wall and be like, okay, Google play. Welcome to the jungle. And then all of a sudden she, you'll hear, <laughs> it'll just start like playing. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, just, just <laughs> I was like, yo, that's hilarious and kind of fucked up at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it, oh my gosh, that is so fucking good. <laughs> um, uh, also wanted to bring up, I had this in my personal notes that uh, it, it really at the very end of the, uh, the YouTube, this isn't a spoiler for the matches, but there was a, a short trailer for Ellis's Chicago set that he did. I don't know yeah, if nice. you guys saw that, but it was it's probably maybe a minute to a minute and a half long trailer for Chicago set and yeah, it looked good. Really excited for that. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I know how talented he is, man. Like he's he is burning it up, even to the point where like uh I kinda hate that like I'm a, like I'm in kind of semi retirement from from uh uh stand up. Like I haven't really done it seriously in over a year. Like I've done sets here and there for like gigs that I've posted and whatnot, but I haven't really developed new material. That dude is insanely talented. So I, I'm sure his special in Chicago is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I'm it didn't say where it's gonna be out yet, but definitely everybody go out there and and go to the very end of the uh, of the main match is where I saw it on today's uh, YouTube upload. Um, but dude, obviously stand up comedians, holy fucking shit, guys! Did you all check out the Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones that Netflix dropped? I did. Holy uh, shit! I just watched it today, and my poor uh, baby. So, uh, Winston, if you don't know, I have a eight week old baby. And yeah, you just had the kid, I remember. Yes, yes. Um, and when I was watching this, she was like asleep on my chest and I kept like dying laughing and that poor <laughs> child was like, you know, bouncing up and down because I was just laughing so hard and I was like, I'm gonna wake this baby up. I cannot watch something this funny with her on my chest. <laughs> oh man, when he when he uh what did he say? He goes, uh, I'm gonna do impressions now. Uh, who is this? If I find anything you ever do, I'll ruin your life. That's you. You're yeah. terrible. I was like, yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I there was there were maybe a total of three to four minutes total that I was not laughing, and that's only because he was doing the setups. And but even during those three to four minutes, I wasn't laughing. I was still crying. From the last time I was laughing, it was 
I have never laughed so fucking hard in my life, dude. And it's, I love that kind of comedy where it's, it's not only funny, but it has a fucking point to it. It has a legit and valid point to it. And, um, Chappelle always kills it, but damn it, man, dude lives like probably, I don't know, probably takes me an hour and 45, not even that long, maybe an hour and 15 minutes to get to Yellow Springs, which is where he lives here in Ohio. And, um, he just, so when he got into the bit about all the white people in Ohio, I'm like, yes, dude, yes, that's me, dude. (laughs) Yes, that's me. Not the heroin part. Let me clarify that. Not the heroin part, but like just the the white the white dudes from Ohio in general that's me <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh. man well that's and so christian's funny. point that he's been making for forever about how uh you can't censor comedy and you know any you can try anything you want and you know not everybody can make everything funny, but he made some stuff funny that should not have been funny. And mm-hmm. I don't, I've, I've, uh, I'll admit something. I've never seen Dave Chappelle do any stand up comedy before this. Oh, wow. And, um, you got a hell of an introduction. Yeah. So, but this was fabulous. I was dying and it was really <laughs> short. It was only like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I could have listened to two more hours of that. Um, so, and they were making a point about this on um, uh, Collider about, you know, people being upset, you know, because he's obviously not politically correct in any way, shape, or form. Um, I did notice one thing. He uses the N-word, but for anyone. It did yes. not matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, so, yes. yeah. Like, you... he uses it like we use the word people. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, I I do too. I just, and I got that from him because that's the Chappelle show is what raised me. I mean, for sure. Like, those sketches is what I based a lot of my humor after and stuff like that. I was quoting that all the time because that was like, oh God, like high school uh, when that was was happening. And so I think the big thing that people forget because if you look at Pryor, if you look at Carlin, if you look at a lot of the greats, it's all dependent on what's going on. If if you're in a situation where you're like, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Kramer. Um, oh, Richard. No, Michael. Uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. You're, you're in a situation like that where he's clearly having like a break and is like using yeah. words in like hateful ways, and there's no there's no joke behind it. He's just pissed off. That's one thing. Everything that Dave did with all of his jokes. So the only the, the only one I found like offensive that was like not necessary was him like being like if I was Chinese trapped in a black body and he did that really bad like Chinese person impression that was unnecessary he could have found a smarter way to do that but even his joke about trans people he took the time to specifically uh, point out uh, like using the proper pronouns and whatnot which means that he took the time to think about it and to be very careful with the way that he did it, but still made a point. And so, like, I I think that's the thing, is that if done in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing, it can be an exceptionally well-done joke, especially depending on where it's coming from. It didn't come from a place of hate. He was literally just making observations on stuff. I mean, the fact that he brought up how he can't say the F word on, uh, on Chappelle's show, but he could say the N word as much as he wanted, 
And he asked the woman why, and she goes, oh, well, because you're not gay. And he goes, yeah, well, not the N-word either. That was yeah. brilliant. That oh, was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yes, so, it was. I don't know. I don't know why people got so upset. If if people were upset about it, then maybe they didn't know who Dave Chappelle was prior to this. That's that's Michael. And I think in general, I was having this conversation with um, my cousins recently. I tend to watch challenging things. Like I'm always recommending documentaries to them that are just like brutal. And they're like, why are you watching this? I'm like, I don't know. I like things that just challenge me and force me to think a little differently. And he's doing that in a comedic way, um, yeah. in a similar way, although he doesn't get politically incorrect, really. But I love watching um, John Oliver last week tonight with John Oliver because yeah, yeah. he challenges you to think about hard issues, but he makes it funny. So he makes it interesting. And this was just so interesting to me. Like he, it was just uh, I loved it. So I'm glad that uh, Jay Wade recommended it. Um, and that I actually watched it because I wasn't going to click on it, and I I did today, and oh, it was funny. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Did you have a chance to check it out, Mike? I was. I know you've to... had a busy week, but I, I, yeah, it's been a very busy week for me, and I've tried to get a chance to watch it. But I'm very familiar with Dave Chappelle's humor, so oh. I would definitely check it out eventually. I've heard great things about it, and yeah, everyone nowadays are very much offended by anything, like anything. It's it's weird how society has become nowadays. Yeah, it really it's is. It's a damn knock-knock joke without yeah. someone well, being offended. I, I tweeted out the other day, you know, I hate living in a time where you you tell, you state the fact that you're making a joke after you make the joke and you still get crucified. You know, um, it's not like just saying, making a joke and letting it stand, but, and then people have the opportunity to mistake it, but when you make a joke and then you're like, I'm just kidding. And it's like, I don't know, dude, it's like, how, how, how else can I tell you that I'm not serious? I'm just making a joke. It's, it's very, very fucked up times we're in right now. I mean, I'm 40, so I remember, you know, I was a teenager in the nineties, like the mid to late nineties and it just, oh, trust me, man, the humor, no one got offended about any fucking thing back then. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, you know, one of my favorite jokes that I used to tell, I'm very curious if I would be able to get away with it now, where I would talk about how I hate the word moist, um, how just everything about it just sounds terrible, like the kind of sounds like motherfucker, and the S is like sinister sounding, and that, that T, like all the worst words in the English language end in a hard T like cunt and faggot and niggert, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a smart, that's what I'm saying. Without, without being like, that's a smart joke, not to, not to boost myself up, yes. but that's like a smart, like grammar joke that like some people I'm afraid now would be like, why would you ever say, Oh my God. But like, like I wasn't saying it to like, if, if first of all, I acknowledge the bad words. And second of all, I'm not using it against anybody. I'm using it to make a completely different point. So, like, I don't know. I it's it's very it's it's funny to me. It's a scary time to like be in comedy just because of that. Because you never know what could go, what what would set someone off, you know? Yeah. And well, something else there that's come out recently is that Eddie Murphy said he's going to go back out on stand up next year. And I was kind of wondering two things, like. 
I and and you would obviously Winston with the comedy background, you'd be the perfect person to chime in on this one. But um, Eddie Murphy, okay, he's going to do the stand up again next year. Do um, well, I guess. Do you think it would be different? And if so, how different do you think it would be from if Dave hadn't done this special? Like, do you think that that this maybe in some way would uh, would um, help Eddie feel more comfortable being himself and doing his thing and doing what he wants? Or do you think that if this hadn't happened, then he, maybe he'd be a little more reserved? Or do you just think he's Eddie fucking Murphy and he's going to do what he wants to do no matter what anybody else does? Well, you know what I'm actually more concerned about is because his, and Christian brought this up this week, uh, Eddie's brand is at this point like family movies. So what I'm more concerned about, honestly, is is he going to be willing to do that considering that his brand has made a complete shift from what he once was? You know what I mean? There's, I have the concern. Yeah. I have the concern because stand-up is definitely a muscle. It's just like working out or anything else. Like it, the, the comedic timing, the, the jokes you write, et cetera, it, it takes. So the first thing I'm concerned about is he hasn't done it in over two decades. So maybe even three at this point. Yeah, I guess three because the 80s was, his last, was uh, his last two sets. So, yeah, it's been over three years or three decades. Um, so I'm concerned about that. But I, I'm – I'm really concerned about what material he's going to do because is he going to be afraid to tarnish his current brand? Uh, Cause it's not at delirious or raw Eddie anymore. It's like Dr. Doolittle and right. like, you know, Shrek. So, uh, you know, is a G rated Eddie Murphy, you know, viable on stage. You think <laughs> that's a good question. I, he's smart enough to, but I think part of what made him so good is that he was not afraid to hold back. And I think the point of comedy is because anything that's funny, really, there's a little, there's, there's some pain in there. Yeah. And, and the thing that made Eddie Murphy so appealing is that he was willing to talk about some of the rawish stuff and really made you like, let it out you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't know i'm very curious to see if he can pull it. I, I don't i would be honest if he wanted to do a g-rated stand-up special i just wouldn't want to watch it like i'm good on that like i have plenty of g-rated comics that i do enjoy and would be fine with that I, I that's not what i came to eddie murphy for it's like going to see a guns and roses concert and they decide to start rapping like nobody's trying to see that <laughs> Yeah, well, that'd be an interesting experiment. <laughs> oh, it will be. I still don't want to see it. <laughs> a, a quick side note: you mentioned G-rated comics. Um, I heard uh, Roxy said this week that she was shocked to hear Ellis drop a cuss word during his set. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it, it sounds like he just moved up to PG. <laughs> I, man, I'd have to. I, I want to see that because that's because that's true. It's funny. I see him, I see him curse a lot. I don't know what people are talking about. I'm like all all the time, but he just does a good job knowing that the Schmodown is trying to uh, play to everybody to keep. And there are signs all over the studio like keep it keep it G for the children. Yeah. Um, so you know he probably is just does that for the most part. Yeah. But um. But anyway, I had to, when you said G, uh, G rated, <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, also he's going to be hosting SNL, which I find extremely interesting. 
Um, I don't know, because like you know, like they were saying again on Collider Live, he did the he didn't even host, he just did like two or three minutes and there were no jokes in it. Um right. when they had that right. big special a few years ago and he kind of looked uncomfortable being there to me. Um right. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to seeing that a lot. And I'm wondering if maybe they'll revisit um what it wasn't Mr. Rogers, what was his version of it? Robinson. Robinson. I'm wondering if maybe they'll revisit that. I would love that. But, um, you know, I was wondering, what are you guys' favorite SNL sketches of all time or, you know, whatever? Uh, I can go first. Uh, uh, for me, Black Jeopardy, man. Those have been so expertly written and performed. And, oh, my God, every single one. The only one I didn't love was Elizabeth Banks. But, uh, what? Louis to start off, then Drake, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Tom Hanks was amazing. Uh, uh, Chadwick as T'Challa was amazing. Like I, I think that that is some of the funniest humor by far that they've done in the recent years. And I, I guess the precursor to that for me was also Celebrity Jeopardy as well. I love Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, oh my gosh! Kid. I used to, I used to illegally download the audio of it on Napster. And then fucking listen to that shit and recite it by by memory. Oh, I love that. I have a confession. Uh-oh. I've never, I've never seen, seen an episode of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Not one ever? <laughs> never. God. Well, well then, Kaylin, you're in a rough spot because just because of that, you're going to have to pitch a sketch to us right now off the top of your head. Oh, that's mean as hell. I know. I'm, I'm not going to really do that to you. Uh, <laughs> I, I've seen little, you know, blitz of it here and there. Okay, so and, now you've seen a little bit here and there, right? <laughs> uh, but not a full. Never watched an episode in its entirety. But what's funny is every time the uh, the bears play on you know football oh. and my husband's watching it i go da bears, oh, and bears. I, did not ha- I did not know that originated from snl for so long so whenever yeah. they play we root for da bears da bears, da da bears. bears. and that's um, awesome i know that and what what else is funny considering i've never seen an episode of snl is somebody sent out an email about an agenda for work the other day and they're like is there anything that needs to be added to the agenda and the, what I really wanted to send them was I think it needs more cowbell oh <laughs> yeah cowbell's great cowbell. I don't know why but that is just the first thing that came to mind I'm like I've never oh. seen an episode you know, of SNL you know why? what you may you may have seen some sketches though did you ever when Lonely Island was a big thing did you ever like, see any of those music videos or anything like that did people show you like dick in a box or or Jizz in my pants or anything like that. Uh, I think I've seen some bits and pieces of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was, I guess that was in the last, that would have been probably like, oh, seven to like 2011. That was like kind of the heyday of SNL again, where you had Sandberg uh, and then his two buddies from Only Island, uh, Yorma and Akiva as writers. And then you had oh, Kristen okay. Wiig. You had uh, Tina Fey, you had uh, Amy Poehler, and um, uh, God, uh, Maya Rudolph, Fred Armisen, Bill Hader. Like you had this this crew that everything they put out turned to gold, which was pretty great for a while. Now I love me some Tina Fey. Um, oh yeah, 
I'm, I'm still upset that they didn't have that she didn't end up replacing Letterman. I mean, I don't even know if she wanted to, but I'm just like it, when when the thoughts of who would replace Letterman came up, that was my go to. I wanted her yeah. so bad. Huh. I, I think Colbert's doing a good job, but she she would have been phenomenal. She would have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, have either or either have any of y'all read her book Bossy Pants? No, no. I, ha- I haven't. I, I, it's, on, it's on my my list of books. I well, I audioed it and uh, on a car trip, and it was so good. And you know, the whole premise is being a bossy girl, and um, you know, kind of living in a man's world, and uh, how awkward that is, and everything. And I could so relate. I've been the bossy person since I was born. <laughs> I'm the mother of the group. I was. I'm always the person taking care of everybody. So I could totally relate to a lot of what she was saying about, you know, just how you're treated when you're trying to be authoritative, but you're female. Right. So it, but it was so funny. And obviously she read the book, you know, they didn't hire someone to read her autobiography. So um, it's really good. I highly recommend it. No, for sure. I, I, that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I love 30 Rock so much. I mean, there were some amazing jokes in there, but watching her essentially, be a nerdier version of herself was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, for the run of that show, that and Alec Baldwin was just ridiculous. The him, Alec Baldwin and Tracy Jordan, Tracy Morgan, who was playing Tracy Jordan, just the whole thing that's confusing yeah. and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and she says in her book that everyone would be like, "Oh, you made this great little like, you know, kind of like a a not an indie, but sort of like this." little tiny show that's just got like a cult little following and it's so great and you know you didn't make one of those shows like friends or whatever and she's like no you don't understand i set out to make like a friends or a uh, <laughs> everybody loves raymond or a a fraser you know like i set out yeah. to make one of those that had you know millions and millions of views but this is just what happened so <laughs> like, oh that's that's a shame yeah oh man um, yeah, I, I, I was going over some sketches today to refresh my memory. Cause I mean, obviously cowbell, I laughed my ass off too. Oh, yeah. Um, I was never a big Jimmy Fallon fan, uh, for no. some reason, but I always loved the ones he did where he was the college student, um, in his dorm room with Horatio Sands. I loved those. Um, but the Chippendales, I got to go with the Chippendale, Patrick uh, Stacey and Chris Farley. That just, except in my mind, it ends with them picking Chris Farley. So I don't know. <laughs> Man, I, I fucking love Chris Farley. He's my idol and I love Aww. the Matt Foley skit. You know, it's like, my name is Matt Foley. I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> so I yeah. just fucking love him. Oh yeah. Now, now, the funny thing, I didn't realize that um, apparently, I don't know if Austin Powers was, but Dr. Evil was apparently a sketch with Mike Myers back in the day. I have uh, heard that. Yeah, so apparently, hmm, let's see. Uh, see, now I'm Googling it just to make sure. But, like, I, I know I've seen it on SNL. I don't know if maybe they just did it for the big reunion or whatever, but I thought that that's where it started. Um, it's certainly believable. Oh, you know what? I'm getting confused. So when they did the 40th anniversary back in 2014, 
he brought it out to SNL. So never mind. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's what it was. All that right. sounded familiar. All yeah. right. Um. Well, uh, any, actually, uh, I'm about to take us into a promo break real quick. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, on on Tuesday so far? More cowbell. <laughs> so, um, no, there was a few things I wanted to uh, address that hasn't been addressed. Um, some minor things. Uh, during the first 20 minutes of that show, Riley did not talk for 20 minutes. Yeah, he was. That was weird. And until they said that, until uh, until Christian brought that up in the booth, I was like, you know what? I forgot he was even there. I was like, is, what? Why? Is that a normal thing, Winston? When you're sitting in there, does that happen sometimes? Yodi just kind of. He seems like he zones out sometimes. I mean, I'm sure he's doing his producing thing, you know, but he just seems like he zones out sometimes. That's I think that's more it is that he he you know serves his talent as well and obviously he does yeah. well with two and everything else. His main focus uh, on that show is to serve kind of as the producer. Uh, it's is the part that I've got. So he'll still give his input. He'll tell stories, all that stuff. But a lot of times he will let Christian and Roxy and then whoever that other person. So sometimes it's been me. Obviously, uh, Makuga's there on a regular basis. Darina's there sometimes. He'll let the three of them go and interject if he has something to interject. Because if you notice, whenever guests come in, he's typically the one that'll leave the room, and then he'll go in the room with Cody or whoever's running the booth. Um, so that's just kind of his mo I've seen uh, from from my experience. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he was quiet. And I don't <laughs> think he can multitask. Like he don't like he if he has a guest trying to talk to him on the on his computer on his phone or something he is locked in, so yeah um, I never even noticed. But I'm also so used to not necessarily hearing him that I guess it just didn't occur to me because sometimes you don't hear him. Sometimes he's not even in the room. Did he even say hi, Mike? Did you notice? Did he even say anything at all? Uh, no, he didn't really say anything because then like after 20 minutes or so, he would like, you know, comment. And then after that, he kept like continuing talking after that. So it was a slow <laughs> build up. It was, I just thought it was just like watching. It was like, Riley, hello? Anybody there? <laughs> yeah, they zoomed in on him a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I found interesting was uh, the, the throughout the whole Collider Live this year so far, they had issues with the air conditioning and the heat in the room, and they finally got the AC working in the room. Does that room genuinely like feel really hot when you're in there, Winston, or is uh, Makuga just run hot? He just runs hot, but also I think, I think part of it is I always wear the weirdest shit in there, so I may not be a good rubric. I mean, in that week that I was on there, I don't know if you remember, I wore a suit. I yeah. wore I wore my Batman outfit and uh, and then just some random things. So I was just all over the place, so I don't really – I'm not a good gauge, I would guess, about Damn. what my temperature control is in there. And do we trust Roxy's nose about the the mic? Does she is she just super sensitive, or does that mic really stink? Or have you not ever taken a whiff of that particular mic that she thinks smells so awful? 
Well, you you just had a baby, right? I did. So you did you have uh, did you have pregnancy nose? Oh yeah, uh, and it doesn't go away. Oh, you still kind of have to deal with it. You have mommy nose for like the oh. rest of your life. Oh my so, lord! Well, yeah. I, I, the, the running joke in my family is that I have a pregnant. I would smell stuff that my pregnant older sister was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then she'd be like, "Oh my god, you're right." So I I did take a whiff. There's something on that mic. I don't know what. <laughs> um, my guess is somebody that smokes just probably gave it like a nice little once over. Uh, they took some private time with the microphone and, and now it just. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, were you ever in there when the old table was in there that was broken? Mm-hmm. Yep. What? Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm about Here to fucking go. flip out. Here dude. we go. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm not really pissed, pissed, but like, dude, I'm kind of fucking pissed because, no, I, because I wanted to Wait. see that fucking table break live on air during the show. I've oh. been waiting for that forever. And then when Makuka like tried to fix it or kind of fixed it, I was pissed at Makuka for fixing it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then they get rid of the damn thing. And I'm like, well, that was half of my viewing experience. I wouldn't even watch them. I can sit there and watch the fucking table hoping it break. You know? Um, and now they got a new table. Well, first of all, um, let me tell you that you need Jesus. Uh, second of <laughs> all, <laughs> second of all, that new table sucks in the sense that the the legs are kind of where the chairs are. I have banged my knee on that new table so mm. many fucking times. I've I've just I I've thought about breaking it, but I'm still a guest, so I don't have an excuse for breaking the table. But it sucks. I'm just going to be real with you. Oh, man. Man. The best part of the previous table was it was so wobbly that the schnep wobblehead, bobblehead would bobble the whole time. Yep. That was cool. Uh, table watch was just a thing we did back in the early episodes of the show. We just kept like saying, it's going to break, it's going to break. I love that y'all had table watch 2018, 2019. That's hilarious. Yes, oh, man. we've been waiting. We've been waiting <laughs> so long, and they just replaced it. They're like, shit. And they, like, made the studio look all professional. and Yeah, put the curtains up. It was like, what oh. the hell's going on here? Yeah, yep. This isn't a That's professional funny. show. And um, they took away all their talking points. Like, why is there a random whoever in the corner staring at us? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you do you prefer the boom mics or the the new stand mics that they? That's a really stupid question, kind of. But I'm just curious. Like oh, they got the know, new I, ones on the stands that go on the table now. I mean, th- that's one of those situations where I should clearly be paying more attention. Where I they obviously changed them over, but I didn't even realize because, because to be honest, with you, the mics that they have in there are the same mics that they have in the Shmoda. Right. So I didn't even really think about it. Oh. To be honest. With you. Uh, oh. I, was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen these before. Um, so I don't, I don't mind either way. Uh, the boom ones can kind of get in your way sometimes. So having the stand ones are, are nice, but it, I'm, I'm fine with either one, honestly. I know. Oh, I was just curious. Makuga likes it more. Well, he doesn't have to like hold a cord or something anymore. He used to like. Oh, have the to hold headsets it. or something. The headphones. Yeah. 
Christian used uh, to move his leg and it would his foot would pull on the headset. So Makuga used to pull slack on the headset cord and hold it in his hand the whole time so that it wouldn't jerk the headphones off of his head. Oh, that sounds miserable. I was always I, I he always sits in the chair next to Christian, right? Right. Yeah. And that's right. the problem. Apparently, so Christian I, was the problem. Oh, see, I the, the, those episodes before they switched the mics, I was always sitting next to Roxy, uh, uh, so I yeah. never had that issue. Gotcha, oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. makes sense. But uh, that'll that'll wrap it up for Tuesday. We're going to get into Wednesday here in a minute, guys. But we're going to take a uh, quick pause for some promos for uh, some other Merc with a Movie blog shows. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolves, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, in that promo, you heard about Go Get That Rose. That's a show that Sarah and I do, um, which is a perfect segue for us right now. And I know for a fact that Winston is into Bachelor, not only from the uh, from the AF, uh, Collider Live, but uh, Sarah and I had the pleasure of having him on Go Get That Rose a few weeks ago um, to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. And it was amazingly fun. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, to Mike and Kalen being here for some some conversation with you about it. So I'm I just want to let you run wild, bud. What what have you been thinking about what's going on uh, in Bachelor uh, in Paradise here? Blake and Christina are the worst. They should go away forever. Yes, uh, agreed. I've, I've I actually uh, met Dean. I, I think we maybe we talked about this on when I was on Go Get That Rose before. He's the nicest dude in the world, and he's yep. just as kind of. <sighs> Airheaded is completely the wrong word. It's more that he just really goes with the flow. So, like, everything that's kind of happened where he's like, oh, I should probably break this off because, you know, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't think I'm ready for this. Is just as on point as him coming back and being like, oh, I want to, I love you. I want to come back and, like, leave the show with you. Like, that's a very, that's very him to do. Um from from the experience that I had meeting him for two days, um, what I I don't know why Mike is gone. I think all those women are out of their mind. Mike yeah, is, Mike oh. Mike is a goddamn gentleman in the. He's scholar. the best, dude. That He's fucking really smile. Is. I'm in love with that smile. Yeah, 
No, for real. Uh, so, dude, he's a good-looking guy. Damn it, man. Sorry, yeah. dude. You bring up Mike, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the, and now if they don't make him the fucking Bachelor, I'm really well, going to be pissed. The, the rumor is is that it's going to be um, Paul, the dude that was the pilot. Is that his name, Paul? Oh, yeah, the, the puppy dog. Yeah, Pete. Yeah. Sarah so, and I called him the puppy dog. Yeah, no, that's a good description. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. That kind of bums me out because Mike would have been phenomenal, I feel like. And it would have been cool. It would have been cool to have your first, like, black bachelor. You already had the first black bachelorette, so that would have been fun. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. See, we, we haven't seen enough of Mike to know whether or not he's boring. And I'm not suggesting he is, but I'm just I'm, – I mentioned that to ask. Um, is it – I wonder if maybe the the Bachelor people think that he's too normal. He's not – there's not enough drama. He's too laid back. Maybe they think that it would be a, a low-rating season because he's not he, – He's not a drama-filled kind of guy, and if that is the case, then I would say boo on you, man. That's bullshit. He's awesome. Nah, I don't think that that's it, just because Colton is the first one, in my opinion, that had, like, drama, quote-unquote, because he was a virgin. But not, that's not really drama. That's just something they wanted to capitalize on. But, like, the last – I've watched since Nick's season because uh, I was I was doing a story for uh, – the show I used to host, uh, Positive Black People News, and Rachel was going to be the first back bachelorette. They announced that before the season even started, which I thought was kind of weird. But I watched the show because I was like, I need to know, you know, who it is is doing this. I, I got to report on this. And so um, all the bachelors tend to be very drama-free. It's typically all of the women that are on the show that are the drama. Now, the men might do something stupid as hell by the end, so, like, Nick, the girl he picked, the two of them are just hella boring. Ari was boring the whole time, and then he ultimately, you know, got with Becca, but then decided to get rid of her and go for the other girl. Uh, Colton, you know, didn't even make it all the way through overnights and just bailed on all the women to go chase the girl that didn't even want him anymore. That left. Jeez. So, like, their drama comes at the very end, but they're very normal throughout the actual run of the show. So I don't think that Mike would, like you know, do anything crazy or whatever. But I also don't think that Peter would either. Peter's like kind of a boring dude. He's a nice yeah, mama's boy who apparently can go four times in a row. So like, you know, good for him. Oh boy. That that, that was like the whole. Yeah, that was shocking. (laughs) It is cheering him on. That's my boy. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know. I would not want my mom to do that, but I also don't want her to do that, you know? So like, <laughs> she don't need to know about my love life, but at the same time, I hope she would be sort of proud of me, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good skill to have. It's not like right. a resume skill. Right. His Depending on what, you're, what a job you're applying for. <laughs> also true. Depending on the job, depending on who's asking, like, is this a potential mate or is this like, you know, American Airlines? Him being like, oh, like I was thinking more like porn or something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, that sure. too. <laughs> that's, that's also. And it a... is important. It's <laughs> very important. Put that at the top of your resume. <laughs> Um, well, I had never watched any Bachelor anything until this Bachelor in Paradise, and I got into it because of they never stopped talking about it on Collider Live, and then, of course, Jay Wade and uh, Sarah doing their podcast, and now my husband and I are addicted to it, 
And I try to tell y'all, I, I, yeah. I feel like it's partially my fault because I before Christian came back from his thing, I kept I brought it up a couple times and Makuga bit, but then when Christian came back, he's like, "Oh hell yeah, we're gonna talk about that." <laughs> and um, yes, I, and uh, have you found a fellow black man to watch Bachelor in Paradise? Also, not in my not in my real life. There, there I know black people that do it. Like my sister watches, so me and her just watch all the time. And then like my girlfriend, uh, you no, know, she's white, but like me and her, we watch it all the time. And like we we uh, we cannot stop talking about this show. You know, because it's just complete and utter drama. That's the best thing about it. <laughs> well, it's amazing because my husband and I used to obsessively watch the Jersey Shore for the mm-hmm. same reason. Just right. like the drama and the these are terrible people. Why am I watching this? But also I can't stop watching this. Right. And so it's just been amazing. And now my husband and I are both um, loving their podcast go get that rose and in fact my husband's like it's my favorite podcast and i'm like thank you because i'm on a podcast and that's not (laughs) yeah thank you for thinking that my fellow co-host's podcast is better than the one that i'm on yeah thank you i'm like that is rude he's like it's not rude they're just so passionate about it i'm like still thank you honey if it makes you feel any better you know ron james's son's favorite player is steph curry which he has said multiple times, so there's that. There there are people that have been said said stuff like that before where it's like, you know, even though your significant other, your parent or whatever does something, you like somebody else. So, you know, uh, if anything, maybe it's a compliment that he said, well, baby, you did a good job of making sure you team up with those people in another podcast. So there you go. Like, maybe that's where the compliment's coming from. I will look at it that way. <laughs> which, which really is a compliment to me and Sarah, which we will take. So thank you, Kaylin's husband, for the extreme compliment. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Winston. Have you gotten to meet uh, Jared Habon or um, no, and I was, Ashley? No, and I was so upset because I did watch – I was at work on – I guess he was on Wednesday, right? So I, I was watching the show, and I was like, fuck, I should be there. Yeah, <laughs> I, even if they had called me, I, I wouldn't have been able to switch my shift, so I couldn't have. I couldn't have been there. But um, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't met him, but uh, he seems like a really nice dude. I the, I don't really know as much of their story because I only knew Ashley from Bachelor Winter Games and uh, one season of Bachelor in Paradise, where like. Uh, What's his name? Jared came up there at the very end and was like, no, I still want to be with you. Because they were together, and then I guess they broke up for a while, and that's why she came back. And then he came to her and was like, no, I want to be with you. And then they got they got married recently. So um, so I don't know. No, I, I don't know their story as well, but I, they seem like really good people. He seems like a very smart, nice dude, so it would have been yeah. cool to meet him. But, you know, maybe another time. Uh, they already know if John Paul Jones does end up on the show that I'm coming. Like, I'm going to be there, and there's nothing oh. they can do about it. Oh, so, yeah. My God, he! Oh, yeah, he's yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, he, he is. took a big turn. He took a big turn for the worse. This in Bachelor in Paradise, and I personally am a little let down by it. Um, I mean, I'm not, and that's I'm not saying like I think he's a bad dude or anything. I think he's fucking hilarious, and I'd love to hang out with him or shoot the shit with him. But the, just the way he's handled things and the timing, right. like at the wedding, it's like. Dude, you got to get a little bit of a grip here, man. 
Yeah, they kind of they kind of made him take a turn for a villain, you know, and you never like to see that, but it happens. He's just making a bunch of young dude decisions. Yeah, he's only like twenty four he... or something, right? Yeah, I don't feel like he's ready for marriage, even oh, though no. he said he's been no. looking for a wife since he was eighteen or whatever. I thought that was I thought that was the other dude that was uh, Cam. Didn't Cam say that? He, he might have too, but John Paul oh, Jones yeah. did say that, yeah. He said he's been looking for a wife and have kids since he was 18, and I, I was, you up. know. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like, honestly, that's like a region thing. I, I know people like that. Uh, it might be. It might be. I mean, I'm from a, I'm from the Midwest, and I, I had that same mindset when I was 18, 19. None of it happened, and now that I'm in my older age, I'm absolutely stoked that I have no old lady and no kids, and I answer to nobody, dude. My cat, but my cat can <laughs> fuck off, dude. I got, I give her food and water. Meow, meow. Shut the fuck up later. <laughs> Jesus please don't Christ. pee on my yeah. Please don't pee on my chair. I love you. Here's a treat before I go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is half true, actually. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Well. I guess I shouldn't talk shit because I married the same man I've been with since I was 17, so. Oh, word. Wait, yeah. That's cool, though. I, I, you know what? You're not supposed to ask a lady her age, so how long? I'm 28. Oh. We're about to have, uh, in October, we will have been together 11 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, we've been married for six. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm, and. What's really funny is I'm the first person to be like, when someone's like, oh, I'm 23 and getting married, I'm like, you are too young to get married. And I'm like, oh, I was 21 when I got married. <laughs> but I felt like I was like 40, so. Right. I I was, I think I was born a 30-year-old, and like, I've just aged from there. Um, I don't think I ever was a child. So when I see 21-year-olds or something, I'm like, oh, you're such a baby. I was never that young, like, in my entire right. life. I was never right. that young. So uh, no, I, I'm I... the first one to judge people. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you for that at all because I, I also think that, you know, um, the space that we are now versus where we were back then is completely different. I think that people are maturing at a much slower rate nowadays honestly yeah. um so I, I i think i think the internet has that I think we uh we've kind of lost our sense of connecting with people the way that we used to so i don't blame you uh twitter has made or not twitter uh, well twitter too but like tinder has made everybody just kind of be like ah fuck it i'm just gonna like live in the impulse so i don't yeah. think you're wrong there well, and, I mean, you're not allowed to, like, do anything. You know, kids have to live in a little bubble, and uh, right. you're a bad parent if you let your kids sort of, you know, fall on their faces and figure stuff out on their own and right. take responsibility for their own mistakes. So then you don't learn to do any of that, and then you get out in the real world, and it eats you alive. So, yeah. you know... I would just, I, I don't, I was a weird creature. I've never uh, had big friend groups my own age. I always wanted to hang out with my parents and their friends um, and talk about, you know, the bills and uh, the mortgage and the, the, you know, their medical conditions and whatever. I was playing poker when I was like nine or something. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, damn. 
Man, you're ready. You're ready to be out this month. Five years. Yeah. You, you don't see the world at this point, Jesus. I, so I, well, I experienced all these things. Like um, my parents used to uh, shoot pool in like a a league, and mm-hmm. so um, they obviously were in and out of bars, and you know, like knew the bar owners and stuff were really really good friends so every sunday morning my mom and i went and cleaned a bar and like the first thing i did was go behind the bar and fix myself a glass of coke because bar ice is the best ice so i want and those you know the soda that comes out of that gun was the best and i'm like in retrospect i'm like i was a little young to be doing that yeah but (laughs) just a little bit a little bit (laughs) But nobody was in there. Like, it was empty. We were just right. cleaning, you know. And um, so I just experienced all these things so young that when, the, you know, when other people were, like, doing it behind their parents' back or whatever, I'm like, eh, I'm good, you know. Yeah. Because I'd experienced it. So right. they didn't hide stuff from me. And I feel like kids these days, you know, everything's hidden from them. So then when they do get the chance to, they, you know, they go crazy. No, I completely agree. It's the whole, it's the the, the, pre, the the PK, the pastor's kid, or like the, the Catholic schoolgirl syndrome, where like if, you, if you're if you just completely sheltered your entire life, if you get exposed to that, all of a sudden you're just going to lose your mind. So I think there's a balance. I think that you, you instill the proper like values in your kids, but you let them experience life. You know what I mean? And then hope that the values that you've put in them make them make smart decisions, you know? Yep. Oh, but speaking of Catholic, um, I'm also a Catholic schoolgirl, by the way. Um, obviously not out. Uh, you know, my parents weren't super. My parents actually weren't Catholic. My grandparents were. They insisted I went to Catholic school. Um, and I know this is on Friday that they were talking about the Harry Potter books, but that was a nice little transition. Yeah. uh, Did you read the Harry Potter books, Winston? Oh, oh yeah. No, I love them. Okay. And apparently a new Catholic, uh, uh, I don't know why they're just now getting the memo, but a Catholic school has recently banned them because their exorcist told them to. No, I heard. That's that apparently, because I heard uh, uh, Riley making the joke about, you know, like, you know, when Guardian Leviosa is like an actual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Great. Well, I have to say, 13 years of Catholic schools, they never banned shit. So, I don't, and I go, I'm from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school in Mississippi, and they didn't ban anything. So, I don't know where this school is, but you're stricter than a Catholic school in Mississippi. Like, you've got problems. And me and my friends used to make spell books. We made up our own (laughs) Awesome. None of them Uh ever worked. But <laughs> well, hey, you and Jarena got something in common because she's been trying for years too. Well, right. and so we were out in the playground, like making up spells and stuff, and they were so right. They were talking about how, like, the Harry Potter books inspired so many kids to read. That is the only yeah. reason I like reading for pleasure because I hated it until I found the first Harry Potter book. I only read it because I had to collect so many points reading. Right. Um, and I was like, ooh, this one's worth a lot of points. I'll try to read this book. And fell madly in love with it. So it is the only reason I love reading. And you don't read them for the magic. You read them for the relationships. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. I mean, because they're still going through the same kid crap that kids go so, through. Th- well, and that's part of the reason why, you know, 
like kids to have a tendency to to associate with stuff like that. So like why Power Rangers was such a huge deal, why Ninja Turtles was such a huge deal is because it's it's kids or teenagers. So it's like your age or just like a little bit older than you, but going through the same drama while also like happen to be superheroes. So like it's you know, they they happen to be wizards. So like that's the added extra cool part. But it is like a oh man, like, you know, you had a whole date planned, you know, with the Pink Ranger, but now you know you thought she abandoned you when actually she got kidnapped. So it's like a, a talk about communication, but then also like there's a monster ball. Like it just happens, you know what I'm saying? Like it just happens to be cool. Like the same thing that Ron and Hermione are fighting the whole time, but they secretly love each other. Like, yes, the relationship yeah. is at the core of all of it. Yes. And them trying to ask girls to the dance and. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you finally do ask the girl, but it's not the girl you really want to take. Cause the girl you really want to take some of fancier, nicer, cooler dude asked her and. Right. Yeah, like it's so totally and then every now and then magic gets brought up and you're so into it that you're like, Oh, I forgot there was magic in this. Like yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. So it's just I don't understand. I do not understand the mentality because I went to a school where they made me watch The Passion of the Christ every year. At, no, they didn't. Straight Easter up time. snuff film, man. And well, our parents had to sign something saying we could watch it, but they made us. I'm like, that's more traumatizing. Like, right? You know, that's way more traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And um, and I had a, a religion teacher make me sit through the movie The Lady in the Water because she thought that God was sending her messages through this what movie. The or fuck? What the yeah, fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow! Swear to God, and that movie is awful. And I saw no messages from God in it um whatsoever and it has made me resent um you're, you're talking the paul giamatti movie right yes the stephen yes. king like inspired book paul giamatti movie the lady yeah that was the m night Shyamalan movie it was the one yes. after Shyamalan, uh, the village bryce dallas howard yeah who i cannot stand as an actress except oddly enough in the village i think she did really good in that and then i yeah. don't know what happened i hate her acting so she made us watch this Damn. god off the movie. Damn. I really do. Shade. Damn. No, I, I, uh, my, my husband, anytime her or Jessica Chastain is like, like we see a glimpse of them, he's like, which one is that? I'm like, it's the one we like or it's the one we don't. I was going to say, you don't need Jessica Chastain too, do you? Damn. Oh, she's oh, amazing. I love ja- Jessica Chastain. She is freaking amazing. Um, But yeah, so. But uh, I, I and I'm like, how is this okay? But like, God forbid you read a book that has a little bit of magic in it. And honest to God, if you're going to start banning any abandoning anything magical or fantastical, you would have to empty out a children's library. Like, right? What are yeah. you left with? Well, I'm. I'm. Well, n- never mind. I, I was gonna. I was gonna. Make a no, no, no. I was going to make, like, it, it. they are different, but it's kind of in the same realm. Mm. Like, I, when when the whole thing happened with uh, El Paso and Ohio, I was like, the fact that, like, the move was like, oh, we got to ban video games. I'm like, you, are we really going down this route again? Because you do understand that that's not, that is not what's happening here. Like, we have a, we have a more serious issue that we need to deal with, like, society-wise. Video games is not at the center of this. <laughs> like, no, at not all. at all. And that's not kind of, yeah, that's not just coming from like someone who's been a gamer my whole life. It's just like let's actually address what's going on. If what you're concerned about 
with like Harry Potter, for example, is uh, actually I don't see anything there at all. I really don't. I don't like. I don't know. I it's it's silly. I just it's part of the reason why I think we're in such trouble right now. Is everybody's too sensitive across the board? Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no balance at all. Um, there are things that we do need to change for sure, but like there's plenty of things that we're just everybody's getting a little too sensitive about. So. I don't and I loved that Kate referred to herself as a recovering Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny. That, that spoke to me. On yeah, a I mean, level. hey man, when when the when the people who run the Catholic Church start to uh, do something about their priest fucking kids, then maybe I will give a shit what they think about anything else. And that's the way I look at it, man. Because until you can clean that disgusting shit up. I don't care what what they think about anything, and I believe in God, so it's, I'm not like bashing religion or Christianity or anything. But I mean, dude, let's face that's a serious issue that they have swept under the rug for years and years and decades. But they want to bitch about fucking kids' fantasy books. It, just, just shut the fuck up, you know? It's just like, come on, man. John Mulaney has a great joke about the Catholic Church. And it's about they started changing some of the language during mass, like what you say. And he's like, so that's the thing that needed changing in the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Solid that's point. The, that's the problem that they needed to deal with. It's like, yes, saying and also with you was the problem. <laughs> that was some bad language. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I related to to her um, statement about recovering from Catholicism because, oh, man. especially if you go to school, they they there's a lot of guilt that gets associated with anything you do, and convincing yourself in life that you don't have to feel guilty about every single thing that you do in life um, takes a while. It takes a while to get out of that mentality. Um, right. Big time. So I that was, that's the best way I've ever heard it uh, stated. That was cracking me up. But um, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did any of y'all watch the Bad Boys trailer? Yes. Oh yes. yes. Y'all need to go watch me and Jay's trailer reaction. I did. No, I, I saw did. That. <laughs> I saw and I wanted bro. to tell you my favorite part of that was you setting Jay straight that it's both of your reactions and not just his. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because we've been doing this long enough now, and I actually had to talk with him about it after the thing. I was like, bruh, at what point is this going to stop being your shit and this becomes our shit? Like, if you want to just have it be your shit, it can be yours, and that's fine. But don't keep calling me. I drive all the way out to your motherfucking house so we can do this together. So you're going to respect my authority, goddammit. So- Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, my favorite part of that reaction was at the end of it, and you guys, you you compare both of you guys as Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and, and Jay's like, "What? What?" Like you had a thunder or something. <laughs> no, oh, well, man. just well, and because I was trying to find a way to make a joke about the fact that like Martin clearly has put on some weight. I did not know he had a stroke, so I did feel very bad about that. Right. But I was going to make a joke about you know he put on some weight and that you know it happens in old age. And obviously, both me and Jay have a little extra poundage. Jay has a little more than me, so I was that's why I was joking about like 
with Will being a little older, he still is in shape, but he's kind of got like a thicker jawline now. So I kind of look a little bit like Will. And then since like Martin has gone like full oh, man. or whatever, that, so that was my joke until he was like, you know, Martin had a stroke, right? I was like, oh shit, no, I didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I immediately ran that backwards and was like, I'm just going to stop yeah. talking. But I don't know if y'all made it all the way to the end where, cause I was bitching early on about how trailers now give you a trailer for the trailer. Yeah. So the, right. So oh my the, God. It's very annoying. So the very end of the review was me, was a, like a callback to us being like, and that's been a trailer to this trailer reaction. Here we go. And then Jay, <laughs> Jay put the bad boys for life at the very end of it. And I was like, that's really hilarious. I didn't think he was going to do that, but that was. Really oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and every time they do that pre-trailer, or you know, that little pre-trailer thing, it always seems like it's the last scene in the actual trailer. Right, they they ruin something. Yeah, it's the biggest thing, and they totally give, like, on top of the trailer ruining a big moment for the movie, the little teeny tiny trailer ruins the moment in the big trailer. Right. Yes, it's like, what's the point? Like, you you know I'm here, right? I'm here to watch the trailer. Why are you showing me a pre-trailer trailer? trailer? You don't have to convince me. I'm here. Exactly. Um, Uh, I have a second confession of the night. uh Uh-oh. I've never seen a Bad Boys movie. Oh. And I still Uh, haven't watched this trailer. Oh. (laughs) I tell you what, as soon as you watch the trailer, you must go watch Makuga's reaction after you watch... Jay and Winston's reaction. I got to watch Makuga's. I heard it was pretty great. Oh, oh, it's good. oh my gosh. I played it for my niece. She's 14. She has no idea who, who any of these Collider people are or anything like that. And I'm, I just go, I go, hey, come here. She goes, what's this? And I go, you're about to watch a grown man, uh, uh, the most excited grown man you'll ever see in your life. She was just laughing her ass off. Oh, that's great, man. But I want to see someone do a review to Makuga's review or a reaction to Makuga's reaction to that trailer. I think that would be good. But it can't just be anybody. you got to get somebody that that can really make it work. You need to I'm, just make random people watch it, watch him react to that, and true. film them. <laughs> I may, honestly, I may do that on Sunday. I, I, I got something tonight, and i got to work all from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. tomorrow, but I may... Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. It's two different jobs, so I got to get off one, drive across town, get to the other. But uh, I may do that on on Sunday, because I'll have... Oh, no, I got to go to the... Damn, I'm going to a country fest. I'm going to do it on Monday. All right, on Monday, I'm going to do a reaction to Makuga's reaction. Oh, dude, I'm looking forward to that, buddy. That's going to be here first. Yes. <laughs> and let us know because we will be the first ones to watch it. Oh hell yeah! And we'll and, and we'll, we'll do a review of your reaction to Josh's reaction. <laughs> yes, there you go. Goes full circle. Way, way too meta. Way too meta. Reaction. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick here. Uh, how you doing on time, Winston? I know we've gone over what I told you. Uh, are you good for just a little bit longer to wrap it up, or do you need to go uh, soon? Hold on, hold on one second. Let me ask. Give All me right. a second. Hey, baby. What what time are we supposed to go to the thing? Okay. Uh, I got like 10 minutes. All, All right. right. All right. We'll wrap it up real quick. Um, 
Uh, well, I'll ask before we get, uh, are you a big Mandalorian fan? Uh, are you looking forward to that, Winston, or is that oh, something? I, I, can't, I can't wait. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm, I'm excited for any new Star Wars stuff coming out. Um, and I, I think it'll be great. I have, I have been sitting here being like, okay, so where did the First Order just come from? It'd be nice to know where that spot from. So to hear that, that you know, you're going to figure out the, the origins of the First Order is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you th- do you guys think there will be any direct connection from th- that they'll connect Mandalorian directly to ep- maybe not episode nine specifically, but the new trilogy? Uh, I don't know. Um, I have a feeling because they have Disney Plus, they will probably just let it be. Because to be honest with you, uh, you know what, Return of the Jedi didn't set anything up for this new trilogy. We just knew that it was always supposed to be the middle one. I think they're just going to let it rest, and they're not going to stop with the Star Wars franchise, but I think they're probably going to stop with, like, trilogy-based movies for a while, won't they? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Well, they say this is the end of this trilogy, but I'm still convinced eight to ten years, and they'll come back with episode 10, 11, 12, but this is it for a while, at least, for this saga. Right. So no, I think I think this saga's over. They may tell a story later. But I think that they're I think they're done done for a bit. All I know is this trailer from The Mandalorian looks so awesome. Yeah, and I'm a very weird Star Wars fan in the sense that I really like the modern stuff. The you know, the Force Awakens forward. Um mm-hmm. except The Last Jedi. I'm not not loving that, but um that's a different conversation. Uh <laughs> and but I don't really like I'm I'm rather indifferent to the original trilogy. Like I don't have a, a nostalgia associated with it that lots of people do. And the prequels are just not not great when you go back and rewatch them as an adult like I thought they were when I was a kid. So um I tend to really like this modern stuff. So I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian. Um, from that perspective but in terms of tying stuff together i'm always so lost like i kind of know the like the order of like the movies like where these random movies would fit in and stuff like that but i get so lost on like the the planets and the where this happened (laughs) and where that happened and everything so i'm just hoping to enjoy the show and i will worry about someone else explaining to me how it connects to something else (laughs) Well, if, if they're saying that we're we're going to get some uh, some um, some some uh, what the first order? Sorry, I was I kept wanting to say the empire. Um, but if we're going to get a little bit of origin of the first uh, order, I think it'd be pretty sweet. I mean, I don't know, but I think it'd be sweet to maybe see at least one of the Knights of Ren and have that same actor playing that same character in episode nine later on, but maybe, maybe sneak in one of the Knights of Ren or something and not, maybe not Snoke by name, but just a mention of this powerful thing, entity, person, whatever, that's, that's starting to build up this first order. I think, I don't know. That might be pretty cool. Um, Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Mike, you got any uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, I am just excited to see the show, and like I'm a modest Star Wars fan. I don't like dive deep into the lore of it, like Christian Harloff and anybody else like that. I'm just a casual fan, and uh, I don't have any theories or any thoughts about the First Order, so that's who I am. 
Right on. Um, well, we skipped around a little bit. No big deal. Dude, this is this has been a hell of a show. I've had a lot of fun. Um, uh, I can tell everybody's had a lot of fun. Um, does anybody have any uh, any last thoughts on this week, Collider Live? Anything we've talked about? Anything? Let's uh, let's wrap it up here, guys. Uh, what do you guys got to say? Anything? I can't I... wait to hear. Sorry, I was just going to say I can't wait to hear Roxy's story about her audition. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Real quick, do we think – I mean, oh, my gosh. We obviously all want them to pick her really bad, but Mm -hmm. do we think they will? To my knowledge, I believe that uh, that the casting process is already over, so they Mm. may not. So even though she had her audition, they may have already made their – unless, like – something magical happens, I think they may not pick her just because of that. Maybe they'll push her back to next season or something. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say maybe it's just like uh, Christian got her in there or whatever, and uh, at least she's on their radar. Right. Um, Oh, imagine if – I mean, obviously this would not happen, but if the timing – had worked out, but they knew each other, but didn't know what that what was going on. Roxy going on The Bachelor is one of the contestants, and then she gets there, and it turns out that Makuga was The Bachelor. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I could see her walking out there like, Wait, I fucking know you, and he's looking at her like, what are you doing here? <laughs> know who didn't hire josh to be on yeah that. what a bonehead move like, yeah i don't get that at all he just has like and he's like fun and funny yeah. and, you know can ha- hold a conversation and obviously is okay with drinking on a beach and because it <laughs> seems like he does that a lot of weekends yeah. of his life anyway and so, and back then he was apparently even wilder than he is now. So, like, I don't know. Somebody really did screw up by not uh, casting him. But, you know, we don't get to make those decisions. But I wanted to tell you, Winston, that you were one of my favorite recurring guest hosts on um, Collider Live. I oh, loved it when you. you kept popping up. Uh, you and uh, Jay Washington are two of my favorites that when y'all pop up, I'm like, yay, they're back. Thank so, you. Well, keep tweeting at them because maybe it'll turn into a job. So, you know. Awesome. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Support. Um, yeah. I want you. Were you and Jay Wade or Jay was shit. Were you and Jay Washington <laughs> ever on it at the same time? No, we. That's what we yeah. need. Yeah, we need that's, that. yeah, that's I think what will probably happen because Jay and I are actually working on uh, a pro- an independent project ourselves, but we're also trying to, to sell it right now. So if that happens and like we kind of like continue this path of becoming like a duo, then I'm sure that that's something will, that will eventually happen down the pipeline. Hell yeah. Oh, that would be great. Y'all definitely need to do that. Yeah. So, um. Well, Thank you yeah. for coming on the show. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Of course. It was a pleasure to, to just chat with you guys about everything. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you got a, if you got anything you want to plug, your social media, anything you got going on entertainment-wise, uh, feel free, man. Mike is yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys can find me on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at uh, the Swaggy Blurred, T-H-E. S W A G G Y B L E R D. 
Um, I'm pretty active on all of them, more so on Twitter nowadays, because I just like to talk shit. Uh, but I'm in the middle of uh, producing some sketches too, so that'll be fun. It'll be on the YouTube page soon. And um, other than that, uh, definitely check out the the series premiere of A Little Late with uh, A Little Late with Lily Singh uh, coming out September 14th. Um, the sketch that I did, I believe, is going to be on that uh, premiere episode, so should be good. What is it premiering on? NBC. It's on NBC. NBC. Uh, it's taking over uh, Carson da- Carson Daly's old show. Ah, All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, let me ask real quick. Uh, you just brought this up. Um, when you were on Go Get That Rose, you'd mentioned you were working on a sketch or something with, and this may be, I don't know, I'm not good with names, but with an NFL player. And oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not something about a tutu. Is there um, any yes. an update you can give us on that? Maybe uh, you know what I've been trying desperately to find it uh, because it did come and go. It was uh, with Drew Brees, actually. It was. Um, oh yeah. wow! That, you just got so Kalen's attention there. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard her earlier talk about who that. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, a sketch for the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Sports. Uh, oh, cool. But for the life of me, I haven't been able to find the sketch because I don't have Nickelodeon, so I didn't see the show. Um, and I've been Googling everywhere, but I don't see it anywhere. So if I do find it, uh, I will be sure to tweet it out. And I, I know that a few of you like kind of follow me there. Um, yeah. So we can go that route. Um, awesome. But yeah, no, I trust me because I wanted to see it because I, I do have, I will I will post the video, the, the, the Boomerang Amina 2-2 uh maybe i'll do like a throwback thursday or something and then you guys can see that because that was that was funny uh but i got to play with an actual goat um that, you know hung out with drew Brees for a while it was it was, it was a good time awesome um and uh, that brings us to uh my lovely fellow host mike <laughs> where can they find you at buddy they can follow me on twitter and instagram at mike mixtape and before i let that go i would like to say that i, I have a podcast you guys can also listen to besides oh you cut out there mike yeah i noticed thank you i'll do that again uh i just want to say i do have another podcast you can listen to outside of afterlife here i do a power rangers podcast go- called into the grid with my friend sean and that's available on anchor and all available podcasting platforms follow the account at go into the grid on twitter Awesome. Nice. And uh, Miss Kaylin Rose. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kaylin Rose 715. That's K A L Y N R O S E 715. And uh, actually, I was going to say if you follow me there, um, then you can see Kaylin shooting down my Twitter jokes, but that wasn't on Twitter when she shot it down. She told me it was not funny in a private chat, but I still say it was funny. Um, but you speak ill of the dead. It, it's been like 30 fucking years, man, and it was funny. It was Wait, funny. Who, who died? Okay, okay, I'll do really quick before I do my plug. Well, let me do my plug. Then we'll we'll end the show with me asking asking Mark uh, Winston if this was funny or not. Um, but you can find me on the Twitter at jwade 
1134. That's the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. Uh, you can find this show, Talking Schmodown, and go get that rose on Merc with the Movie Blog feed on your Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google. Uh, you can follow uh, Merc with the Movie Blog at Movie Blog Merc on the Twitter or online website where there's articles and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, Merc with a movie blog.com. Um, okay, well, this was yesterday, I believe. Uh, Freddie Mercury was trending on Twitter. And so I tweeted out, just saw hashtag Freddie Mercury trending and got that sinking feeling. Thank fuck everything's okay. That he was a zombie? Is that what the joke was? <laughs> I don't. I was making fun of those people who always see someone's name trending, and they're like, you know, I saw, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger trending, and I had to make, but you know, thank God he's okay. It, I was just making oh, okay. fun of all those people. And, okay. You know, I, so, so I, I did that the other day because James, and he's actually ancient, so I genuinely was scared for a minute. <laughs> he was dead. Uh. Uh, I don't know. Now I get. Well, there you have it, people. The comedian himself told me that it was not fucking funny. So it was just confusing. I was like, "Wait, what?" I don't know. I see. That's how it goes in my mind. I'm a fucking mess. But everybody, thanks for listening this week, Winston. Thank you again, sir, for coming on. You are more than welcome anytime you'd like. Open invitation. I appreciate it. That's for sure. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Thank you yep. for coming. Thank you. Hell yeah. yeah. Everybody have a great and safe week, and we will see you next week on Afterlife.